Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The block shot, no basket. The final score, DePaul 66, Seton Hall 65. Demons win! Demons go to the second round. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. The Demons are indeed going to the second round, and we are delighted to welcome in our dear friend, our our inspiration, the uh, the uh, what do you call them? The the air under our wings. The wind Is beneath our wings. The wind. Yes. I'm sorry, buddy. You might not know this, Zach, but you're my hero. And uh, Zach Sadman joins us now on the. Uh, on the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hey, Zach, how are you, bud? Good morning, men. March Madness officially underway at Madison Square Garden. That was a wild one last night. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, David said it, and I, I think it's true. You know, the program needs a feel good. You know, you need something to put on the front of the program next year, and that's a nice win for DePaul, you you feel good that they had that moment after such a rough end to the season. Yeah, to put things into perspective, it had been 49 days since DePaul last won a game oh. prior to that comeback last night, and they lost the final 12 games of the regular season. I mean, things were spiraling out of control in large part because DePaul has had to navigate through injuries to nearly all of their top players throughout the season. So that's been an issue. But they were finally healthy last night, down by four, 17 seconds to go. They get a layup. Then with seven seconds left, they get a big steal, flip the ball back, take a three-point shot, miss the three, but get fouled on the three-point attempt. And then uh, one of their best players, Umoja Gibson, their leading scorer, goes to the line, knocks down all three free throws, and they take a one-point lead with 3.9 seconds to go. Seton Hall drives straight to the basket against full-court pressure. At the last second, Nick Ongenda, who missed 25 games, recovering from wrist surgery, their big center, one of the top shot blockers in the country, smacks the ball away at the buzzer. It looked like a clean block, but initially the officials say goaltending, and the reason that they call goaltending is he blocked the shot from behind and it smacked off the backboard. Usually, uh, to be to be safe, the officials will call goaltending in that situation because you can't review goaltending, but you can with under two minutes to go if there is a goaltending call. So they go to the replay monitor. DePaul's thinking, I, 
we lost this game, right? They go to the replay monitor. They reverse the call. Clean block. DePaul wins. Just your your average Big East tournament game. <laughs> you were euphoric, Zach. You called it well, and I was happy for you as well because the Cubs can wait another day to before you head on out there. And you, you this is going to be a, a good moment tonight, and and I hope that things go well against Xavier. Last time, you know they they have beaten Xavier before, but that was a, a different time. But as you point out, it's been a long stretch between victories and I just wonder this in in the second season under under Tony Stubblefield how do you describe progress or was this clearly a step backward as the record indicates because I know those closest to the program have a different perspective and view maybe than people outside who pay attention to DePaul only so often well you are what your record says you are right so at, at the end of the day it, it, it would be excuse making if you start talking about it but the reality is for a team that yesterday won just its 10th game of the season, it was a disappointing year. But this is the magic of March during tournament play. You have new life. DePaul took advantage of that last night. I I would say that they had to navigate through injuries to some significant players all season long. And rarely were they able to practice with a full roster. Rarely this season were they able to play games with a full roster, which is what made yesterday so gratifying for the program. So really tough to tell. But in this new landscape, David, of college basketball with the transfer portal, you can quickly flip things around. And when Tony Stubblefield was hired from Oregon a couple of years ago, he is known as one of the best recruiters in the country. And he's recruiting to a tough place. You know, you're trying to rebuild a, a culture, rebuild a program. But I, I think that recruiting background helps especially now with the transfer portal. So they're going to try and, uh, and and move forward. They had a very old team this year because of all the transfers they brought in, but because of the injuries that never really materialized. And, and back to Xavier, you know, you did say it was another time. I'll say this, you know, they split the season series with Xavier, one of the best teams in the country. When Xavier was ranked eighth in the country back in January, the Demons upset them at Wintrust Arena. Then they lost big. Uh, they were an intra team. They lost big in Cincinnati in the rematch. So we'll see what happens tonight. But you can't say that they don't have a chance when they've already beaten this Musketeer team this year. And Xavier is missing one of their best players in forward, Zach Fremantle, out with foot surgery. Zach, um, I saw that the Big East gave Coach of the Year to Shaka Smart. And obviously, uh, he's done a great job at Marquette. And they look like a really dangerous team. Are they the best team? that you've seen, how would you rate the teams that you've seen that are probably going to be in the tournament this year? I, th- I think the top five Big East teams, basically all the ranked ones, Creighton, are as good as the top teams in the country this year, including Marquette. Uh, my sleeper is Villanova because for most of the season, uh, the Wildcats were missing their best player, Justin Moore, who won a championship with them during the, the Jay Wright era. But last year in the Elite Eight, he tore his Achilles, missed most of this season. He's back now. So even though you look at Villanova's record, and it isn't impressive, this is a very different team now in March than it was uh, during the early part of the season when Moore was injured. So they could be as good as any Big East team. In my opinion, just based on the teams that DePaul has faced this season, and I got to see every Big East team twice, the best team in the conference is Connecticut. UConn is on a a different level. When DePaul last played them a week ago in Hartford, 
they jumped out to a huge lead, had a 27 to nothing run in the first half against the Blue Demons. They are a force defensively. Danny Hurley's got them cooking on all cylinders. They have two of the best scorers in the Big East, down low at Sinogo, one of the best power forwards in the country. And, and then they have a, a sharpshooter by the name of Jordan Hawkins, who's reminiscent of all those great shooters over the years that have come out of UConn. He's the next in line. They are a very dangerous squad. Zach, I know they're in the ACC now, but Syracuse's Jim Beheim retiring feels like a Big East story. And certainly you being the pride of Syracuse, I'm sure has some thoughts and a reaction to what happened yesterday when he somewhat announced his retirement as only Jim Beheim can. But his legacy is interesting because he's got over a thousand victories and all the all the success. And yet a lot of people, you know, I'm not a huge fan, but I respect what he's accomplished. What was your reaction to the yesterday's news? You know, I brought it up during the broadcast because Bayheim remains the all-time winningest coach in Big East history. When you think of the Big East, you, you can't write that history without Bayheim and Syracuse, even though they're now in the ACC. When you talk about Syracuse basketball, the reason you do is because of Jim Bayheim. It's as simple as that. And they had great players prior to Jim Bayheim. Uh, his arrival as a coach, you know, Beheim was backcourt mates with Dave Bing, the Hall of Famer, who went on to star for the Detroit Pistons. But when Beheim became the coach, he made Syracuse into a national power. And I think there were a lot of people that were frustrated over the last couple of years because it, at Syracuse, the goal is championship or bust, the, and, and rightfully so. But that hasn't been the case the last couple of years. But I think that the people that think you can just find a replacement, and I have great respect for Red Autry, Adrian Autry, the new head coach. He was a, a point guard at Syracuse, a star guard uh, under Bayheim, and he is a, a top recruiter in the country. But to think that you can just seamlessly move off a legend like Bayheim and have someone else take over the program and all of a sudden continue that glory it's, it's going to be really tough. You, you've seen it with Villanova. They've had some issues here in year one under Kyle Neptune. You know, John, John Shire has gone through his ups and downs in year number one at Duke. And uh, while North Carolina uh, twice has tried to replace legends, it hasn't always gone smoothly. And, and I think it takes a little bit of time. But, uh, man, what, what, what Beheim was able to do in his 47 years as head coach, win a national championship, routinely have Syracuse in the mix for uh, titles, very few guys could have done what he was able to do, taking that program to the next level. And when you think of Syracuse athletics, even football, it's because of, of the great job that Jim Beheim has done there with the basketball team. I have great respect for what he accomplished in nearly 50 years as the head coach of the Orange. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you think about you know the way the Big East kind of became this prominent conference. He he was right in the middle of it, no doubt about it. You know, John Thompson, Lou Karnasek. I'm just thinking about, the, you know, the traditional big powers that came out of that conference and how that, that kind of built that conference into what it was in college basketball and, and kind of really one of the first super conferences. Yeah, back in 1979 with the Big East Four, Syracuse was one of the charter teams. And you talked about it. It was a conference of great coaches just absolute legends Karnaseka in his sweaters 
Bayheim with the with the glasses and the the funky sport coats getting into uh, the, the back and forth with uh, John Thompson and the big towel, Roby Massimino, and what he was able to do at Villanova. Rick Pitino early on in his career with Providence, Jim Calhoun, and he took UConn to the next level as a program. Just uh, an amazing conference, and it was sad when they broke up. But I, I think. Uh, you know, the the landscape of, of college sports as it is, the Big East, I think, did the best it could, considering they don't have football powers in the conference. And for the most part, uh, out of the 11 teams, most of them are urban Catholic schools. So you're on an even footing. And as you've seen, uh, the basketball is still great in the Big East. Let's stick with coaching for a moment, Zach. Patrick Ewing is possibly on the way out at Georgetown. There's been some speculation about Mike Bray, who's a D.C. area guy, being in the mix there. Just the rumor mill at this point, but is that likely to happen at Georgetown in terms of Ewing leaving, and what do you think about his successor? Yeah, I'm interested in seeing if uh, there will be a, a much smoother exit at Georgetown between Patrick Ewing and the administration than, say, the, the clunky exit yesterday uh, when it came to Bayheim and Syracuse. And, and speaking of replacing legends, Georgetown has had a very difficult time replacing the legendary John Thompson. They had Craig Escherich initially, then they went to JT3, John Thompson's kid, and he had a little bit of success there before that floundered. And Patrick Ewing won the Big East tournament with his team a couple of years ago, and they have been awful since, uh, unable to, uh, to put together the kind of team that you associate with Georgetown. I wonder if the administration is thinking of going outside the Georgetown family for the first time in a while. I'd recommend it because uh, I think they need a little bit of help, and I think the Georgetown name still means something. I, I think the location of Georgetown in Washington, D.C. is important, and you mentioned Mike Bray. He'd be a perfect coach if that's what he wants to do because he was a, a star at the Napa High School in, uh, in the Maryland area right outside uh, of Washington before he became Mike Bray. Uh, that would seem like the perfect guy who can handle the uh, the academic uh, issues that you have to deal with at Georgetown after his time at Notre Dame. He'd be back in the Big East, and uh, I think uh, he would stand for all the things that you think about when you think of Georgetown as an academic institution and as a basketball team. And I've said this, I, I think that would be a great fit, but I've said this before. I would, before I did anything, I'd call Jay Wright and find out if he wants to get back in. I just think that guy is is an amazing head coach, and, you know, he's a relatively young man. I, You know, they couldn't do wrong with Mike Bray, but I'm just saying, and I don't care who you are, I'd call Jay Wright and make sure he turned me down before I moved on. Yeah, I don't think that's that's real. I think the reason that Jay Wright left, you know, uh, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. The new landscape of college basketball yeah, the, with the, the NIL and, and the transfer portal, it, it's very difficult to build continuity uh, these days. And I think uh, that's why it, it's no surprise that you're seeing some of the legends in the sport say goodbye. I, I, I think that's one of the reasons Roy Williams left when he did. Mike Krzyzewski probably retired uh, last year because of it. I think that's why Jay Wright left, uh, probably why Jim Beheim is saying goodbye at Syracuse. I, I think it's a very different landscape than uh, those coaches came into the sport with. Zach, we know you're a man for all seasons, so just curious because the Cubs have won eight games without you. 
So what is your impression of well, the Well, seven game winning streak. I don't think Team Canada But they wins. did beat Canada. Dustin told us it's it simple math. It's number it's 8. It's not a cactus league league game, so he won't count. Aside from technicality, Zach, how impressed have you been with the Cubs uh, <laughs> spring training performance so far? How can you not be impressed? I think there was a noticeable buzz when I went to Cubs convention uh, because of the signings of players that you've heard about, guys with championship pedigree. And when you combine those veteran players, and you know who they are, Bellinger and Dansby Swanson and Trey Mancini and Eric Hosmer and company, and you take those guys and you – formed them together with the nucleus that began to, to show some signs during the second half of last season. It's exciting. I, I think there's a belief both with the Cubs and in Milwaukee that St. Louis might not be the powerhouse that the Cardinals are made out to be. And yeah, they're the top dog, I think, heading into the season. But the, there's a belief that the, the division is there for the taking if the Cubs get off to a hot start, uh, especially because you can add at the trading deadline this is a nice way to, to get people believing you're playing baseball the right way. Wins matter. I, I think you're developing a culture of winning, and that to me is important. But ultimately, you know, the bullpen is still something that you don't know how long it's going to take to form, even though the Cubs have done a good job over the last few years of putting together quality bullpens, no matter who they've got in the pen. And then how does the, the, how does the starting pitching kind of uh, materialize here until Kyle Hendricks gets healthy? What does the back end of the rotation look like? But how can you not be excited, especially after the last year and a half and the kind of baseball that Cubs fans have had to watch? Uh, the, the fact that you know you're, you're in it heading into the season, that, that's got to get you juiced up a little bit. Zach, you're the best. We, uh, we love talking to you. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Zach. Coming on. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. That is Zach Zaidman. He is the ginger hair genius, and it's a very descriptive term that is appropriate. He's loving it right now this week in New York City, calling basketball games. DePaul has the big moment last night. Maybe they top it tonight here on the score against Xavier. That would be cool. It's a prediction. They've done it before. I think that's what Zach was pushing back a little bit at because he's saying, hey, you know what? They have beaten this team. It is March, so you never know. Okay. I like it. Well, I don't know if I believe it, I but I like it. I didn't want to say anything to Zach, but he better not follow up that Cubs winning streak. <laughs> if, he, if he eventually gets out there, Dustin is keeping track. And, and the, the Team Canada game, it, you would think he'd take the gimme. He refuses he, to. He's not getting he's out not there anytime it. soon. Let's not rush him. He needs to, yeah. He's right. going to have to recover and recuperate he's, after. He's got to Paul in the tournament is what you're yeah, telling Yeah, well, him. he might. In the NCAA you never tournament. know. He That's sounded pretty excited. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's been a fun show today. We've gotten uh, through quite a bit. A lot of, uh, well, I don't know if it's all breaking news, but certainly the Lonzo Ball news is new. Yeah, it's new. Um, it's, the Aaron uh, Rodgers news is trending new. It's trending. It's an indication. It's speculation. The thing's on the brink of. Uh, so the Aaron Rodgers report from ESPN was that the Jets are optimistic after meeting with Aaron yes. Rodgers. They Had can get something meeting. done. That a good meeting, which I think is not an assumption we were ready to make. Well, you never know. You know, we talked about that meeting because it was a complicated meeting because they needed him to confirm that he wanted to come and they needed him to say all the right things about what he wanted to do with their team. And they also needed to recruit him. So, Hey, oh, so great to see you. Can't wait to get you to work out with all of our guys in the offseason because that's important to do. Well, yeah, I think I that know. was important to hear from the Jets to hear that he still loved football and he was committed. There you go. But I think that the reason this may be moving forward is because they met his expectations as well. Right. And he's he is approving of – you know, the Jets as much as the Jets were approving Aaron Rodgers. And I think that was the tricky part of the dynamic. Let's wait and see what well, happens. But that is trending in the right direction for the Jets. But I would also say that, to me, part of the news of the day is that uh, is that David Yu conceded there was a possibility that Aaron Rodgers could sort of Tom Brady up a championship if he went to New York. And I was surprised to hear you say that because you've been adamant that that wasn't. Well, I was, I'm a little bit skeptical of the Jets. Yeah. They haven't won a championship in a long time. They're in the AFC. And so, so yeah, Joe Namath is getting older. Is that what you're saying? They haven't won a championship (laughs) in a long time. Almost always kind of injury related. There, there is like some injury concern that teams have, but every once in a while there is like a drug issue or a crime issue or something. Warren that can, Sapp. Warren Sapp. Randy a, Moss. A, a Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil got caught with a with a uh, uh, a, a thing on before the draft. Um, 
I, I don't I think that when you mentioned Randy Moss, that was a concern about whether or not you could control the well, guy. Character. He didn't he well, it was character. I'm, I'm talking about character yes, issues, yes. not injury issues. Yes. Character related right. versus injury right. related. That's very true. Things that you can't rely upon. And so if Jalen Carter, regardless of the legal jeopardy he may find himself in, you've got to ask yourself some difficult questions about the kind of person you're bringing into your organization if it suggests what this kind of suggests. I don't know if that makes sense. And if you have well, as much writing on this on this pick as Ryan Poles clearly does in terms of his own credibility, how much of a gamble are you willing to take? And and I don't want I mean we'll get to a lot of people want to talk about this. I'm willing to talk about it. But I I think we need to we need to keep the element of human life separate than football implication. Yeah. But if we follow this to its logical progression, I would say it's fairly obvious at this point that if the Bears believed that they could trade out of the number one overall pick and go down as far as four because there were two defensive players worthy of their selection in those spots, I would I would say that's no longer the case, that, that Will Anderson will remain the kind of top dog or, or one of the two best defensive players in the draft. But I would imagine Jalen Carter will fall and perhaps perhaps fall precipitously. From a football perspective, this changes everything about the way Ryan Poles approaches this pick and trading this pick and where he's willing to trade to go down and how far. Exactly. Because the assumption before this was that there were two blue players, generational talents defensively that you could choose from, and if you were as low as four, maybe you'd still get one. I don't know that you can make that assumption now, and how that affects their decision-making is unclear, but it will affect it. I think there's no doubt about that. So that's the football perspective. The other stuff is just really awkward and, uh, and uncomfortable and unfortunate that you have to address, but it's there because Jalen Carter made some decisions on a night that turned tragic in a hurry, and now he's going to be held accountable for those. We don't know to what degree, but we do know that they're looking to hold him accountable. Yeah, and I, I mean – Again, this is this is not this is not a good news for this player, for the people involved in this tragedy, for anybody connected to that program. I mean, this is a this is a real this is a uh, salacious, uh, shocking, uh, horrible story. But it's also the loss of human life. So we want to keep that in perspective. But it it does impact whatever the Bears were planning on doing. You know, they, they've got time to, you know, it didn't happen after you drafted the guy. It didn't, none of this came out after the fact. So this so, isn't like drafting somebody and then finding out a week later they were arrested on a weapons charge because that's happened too. You go way back in, in Bears drafts and they've had mid round guys who you find out later, like, oh, how did we miss that? No, this is something that is now out there. They can process, it's a shock right now. They'll have plenty of time to figure out the right course of action, and there'll be more clarity about his availability uh, in, in legal jeopardy by the time the draft arrives. 312-644-6767. Matt is listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, Matt. Uh, good, good morning, guys. And, uh, you know, you, you're right. Uh, the, the football aspects is not priority one right now. My, my concern, even before this news broke this morning, about the Bears looking at Jalen Carter was just – kind of the red flags um, they've had with previous Georgia players, Javon Wims, Roquan Smith here recent years, and all the talk leading up to the draft last year about George Pickens and his uh, off-the-field issues. I mean, you guys have covered the league before. 
with some teams, do they just do you think they just want to shy away from players out of a certain program because of you well, know, I, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't think you would. You would say that that's a renegade program. We want nothing to do with it. But I do think that individually, character concerns, can, depending on the team and how they look at it, you can take them off your board completely. If you believe that this is is something where there's going to be like a legal problem, or you just don't want to be involved with someone like this, not worth then it. You, you take them off. The not board. worth it. Now, none of those all the time. None of those examples that you mentioned. Now, Javon Wims might be a different story. I'd have to look right. into his past, but I don't know that there were any red flags, and that wasn't a, a huge draft risk when he came. Yeah. He was a low round pick, and Roquan I, wasn't. I, a, I don't like the comparison to Roquan no, Smith. No, that, that's, that's the, there are things you can point out about Roquan Smith, and certainly he had a, a, a kind of a mysterious uh, stretch there early on in his Bears tenure. But I don't want to compare Jalen Carter's issues with any kind of concerns. Uh, about Roquan Smith because all Roquan Smith did was make himself into the kind of linebacker that you're missing right now. Let's try Mark. Mark is listening online. He's in Austin. Great spot there, Mark. Get yourself a Amigas taco this morning, for God's sake, because some of us love <laughs> Thanks, it. guys. Hey, uh, th- thanks so much for taking my call. I, I, I'm sorry. I really don't want to minimize um, – the fact that people lost their lives, but I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm unbelievably happy about this because I just thought that Jalen Carter was a risk. When I heard that he took plays off, my response was basically, well, that's never going to work for the bears. And now I just say, trade back, trade back, trade back, trade back, gather as many assets as you possibly can. I have no interest in will, Anderson, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a fine player, but uh, no, I I want to get. We have basically the only thing that the Bears have is a quarterback, okay. and we need to surround him with talent. Get get yourself a nice breakfast, Mark, and thank yeah, you. For thanks, calling. Mark. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, that that you know. I'm uncomfortable by, by yeah, that, the way you framed that. Yeah, I, I'm I uncomfortable by that. Too. I think you, you didn't like that. the guy. Yeah. You didn't want him to draft him. Don't celebrate this as a happy. Yeah, I, I don't. I, th- this is not, not anything. There's nothing happy th- this about is not, that. It's not appropriate to it's celebrate a, anything about this. It's, it's a even, loss of human life. Yeah, and, and it's even. It, it's not. We have an obligation, and I think it's our job because we put, look at this from the sports perspective. Yeah, but it's uncomfortable even doing that. No, that that's a that's a bad call. Jim's in Aurora. Hi, Jim. Good morning, guys. Love your show. Listen every day. Um, I just want to give my two cents on this whole draft thing is that I really think that the Bears should go all in on offense no matter what it costs them to surround Justin Fields with talent. If we go another offseason with, oh, he didn't have a receiver, oh, he didn't have an offensive line, now you're getting into that contract year where you have to pay him and make that decision. So this year should be all about no excuses. Go all in on offense. The defense will take care of itself at some point. But I just think that's the direction they should go. Thanks for the phone call. I, I will say this if, as it pertains to that, that kind of logic. If you are Ryan Poles and you now have one of the possible potential defensive players that you would draft and you're not sure that there's that certainty you're going to get one or the other, you might be more compelled to move lower in the first 10 picks or to nine, for instance, to look at the left tackle or maybe a wide receiver or another position you might not have considered as strongly before there were two 
generational talents on your board at the top of it. So, yeah, there are kinds of considerations like that you you expect to, you know, contemplate if you're Ryan Poles. But um, there are good players available at every spot in a draft. Every spot. Every spot yeah. in a draft. You can find really good players. That is the job that you have to do. Obviously, if you feel like there's more credential for someone in a higher spot, then you contemplate taking them. But Bears aren't in the market for a quarterback. So four of them, maybe maybe four, three for sure, will probably go in the top ten. Um, I would say that um, that you'll have um, you know Will Anderson going in the top five. I mean, you can pick apart – Who's going to be available at different parts of the draft? It's it's a question of being able to scout and find exactly what you need. The beauty for the Bears is they need literally everything. They need improvement all over the field. I think the only thing we know for sure after hearing from Ryan Poles and even contemplating how this all works into the equation, they're not going to they're not going to keep the number one pick. I, I would be shocked. That yeah. would be the most surprising outcome right. of all of this. They're going to move down, and now it's a matter of how low will they be willing to go or what can they accrue in terms of draft capital and picks in return. And maybe now you're more inclined to want to add the quantity because you know, the, the, one of the quality players is not going to be available, and that is even assuming that the Bears take him off their board because if they don't, that's another day of discussion. Oh, my God. That's another yeah. topic. Well, and again, you know, his – his legal troubles may be sorted by the time you get to the uh, the NFL draft. I have no idea. I don't know. I you know we had a texter saying, "Let me get this straight." You know, you can drive a gun to a guy in Alabama, no charge. But if you're drink driving in Georgia and someone dies, then you're they're going to throw the book at. You. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think those things are related. I think they're horror stories. I, I, I don't, either way. I would not use one to justify the other. They're both terrible. Exactly. And because Alabama didn't do the right thing and there's no adults in the room in Tuscaloosa, doesn't mean you have to go rogue on this one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Come you, on. You, anyway. All right. Well, come on. Th- that this show took a bit a very sudden and dramatic and quite horrible turn. Uh, especially with a couple of callers. but that's Well, it okay. was breaking news and something yes, we needed to address, we and did. the Bears are at the center yeah. of the draft conversation. And I'm curious to see what happens today in Indianapolis because that is the center of the NFL world with all of the assembled media, and now Jalen Carter has become the story on this news cycle. It is the 1st of March. That means it is a Wednesday. That means it's a Layla Wednesday. All right. So we'll talk to Layla and Dan and Lawrence next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 